It is an eerie story about a former hospital in Metro Detroit. The building now houses Wayne County employees. Now, some claim that they have run into ghosts. While passing through Michigan, we had the chance to stop by one of the most haunted places okay, in the country. Okay, we've granted access inside LVs here. This is actually the main switch panel that you're looking at on the camera here. His sister was committed to Eloise Insane Asylum, but she was never released. We have to have proof of her death. Yeah, it was a crazy place back in the day with a bunch of crazy people. But it'd be a really cool place to investigate. Quick out. Piece of cake. Yo, what was that? Are you scared? I'm scared. This is where they used to store the dead bodies. This place gives me creeps. The top three floors mostly abandoned by the living. But not the dead, according to some employees here. Doctor, your critics have been extremely vocal about this radical therapy. So what are we seeing right here? You're seeing ghosts that are following Steve and the cameraman down the hall. As of tonight, there is no technical explanation for what we saw that night at Eloise. Just kidding. From NBD Studios, you're listening to Craigslist Curio. And this is not a Halloween episode. This is part two of Eloise. If you haven't listened to part one of this story, go back to episode three to get caught up. This isn't a spooky story because, unlike a lot of the mainstream media portrayals of the Eloise Hospital Complex, our story is based on actual, verifiable history. No ghosts or murderous doctors here, just some thoughtful time travel and talking to strangers. Brought to us by Craigslist and an interesting sewer lid. And although this isn't a scary story, we do swear a little bit. Please be advised. Oh, and make sure you listen past the credits, because we have a surprise waiting for you at the end. Previously on Craigslist Curio. The ad is pretty short. It just says, The abandoned Eloise Hospital slash sanitarium has been sold by the county to a developer for $1. If anyone has or can acquire a sewer lid, please contact me. And then a bunch of dollar signs. I think we were both surprised mm -hmm. to to find that this was like the purest possible reason the purest possible reason please leave a message for hi my name is libby and i am calling with a question about the eloise complex samaritas i'll have the chips and salsa <laughs> a couple of your bottomless margs and a sewer lid <laughs> We called every scrapyard in the area surrounding the Eloise complex. We wouldn't take them. Uh, why, why not? 
because we don't take no sewer lids. We figured we wouldn't be able to get a real sewer lid that had been on the ground at Eloise Hospital. Oh my god, why did I not think of this? Why don't we lift like a mold of it? Like with Whoa, clay. Oh, that's brilliant. Why would we not just do that? We can do that. We can do that. Shocking though it may be, we, the hosts of Craigslist Curio, had never made a replica of a sewer lid. So we decided to consult some experts. We visited an art studio in Okemos, Michigan called Art Unlimited. What I would do is take clay, slab it out. I would find out the circumference of whatever it is. Um, it's going to be really big, so you're probably going to flip it. Probably take the two of you guys to flip it. Basically, she very expertly walked us through how we would cover the sewer lid in cornstarch. The reason you use cornstarch is because you don't want your clay to stick to the right. sewer. Lay a big then slab of built. clay across it, it roll it out, press on it, like and then when we lifted that up, we would have and then put it on the negative impression of the sewer lid to use as a mold. Put cornstarch. You've done this. You've really <laughs> done this. I've never done this before. <laughs> I'm going through my mind and what I would do. From what it sounded like, we thought it would probably take quite a while for us to do this. We didn't want to be rushed, and it was going to be a pretty involved and like physical activity. We had to be there at the sewer lid and have like take a rolling pin to it, and we didn't really want a bunch of people around asking questions. Is it illegal? I don't know. Not for me to say. <laughs> It's not our job to know if this is illegal. <laughs> our job is to make a sewer lid, damn it. We thought that probably no, it had never occurred to anyone to make what we were about to do illegal. There's nothing stopping you from entering the complex. You can drive in and um, without like, you know, hopping fences or you know, going past no trespassing signs. Like, none of that was there. Um, but it still feels off limits because there's just so much mystery, not only surrounding the history of Eloise, but also the present and the future. And it's it's unclear who ha who currently has stake in the property. It's, it's not clear who's maintaining it or who cares about who's on the property right now just because the ownership transition is recent and the development is, as far as we know, kind of far in the distant future. So... Uh, the grass is getting long, and it's unclear if people are around and keeping tabs on the place. When we tried to find answers for all of these questions regarding its past, present, and future, the overwhelming majority of information out there is like things of a paranormal nature. Like there's paranormal tours through um, one of the original buildings, and there's a horror movie that was made last year. It appears that the only people paying attention are those who are just interested in the weird paranormal side, but there's no one really advocating for the actual history of the place, and there's no one really advocating for the very real folks who have been affected by it. We didn't know if we'd be stopped by anyone or if there was anyone even there to stop us, but we knew we were going there with intentions to preserve history. 
So what do you do when you need to make a mold of a sewer lid? Yeah. Here we are, 5.13 a.m., 75 South. With this you go at 5 a.m. at the crack of dawn. On a Saturday. Saturday morning. We got our travel mugs full of coffee, a bag full of tools, including a rolling pin, a butter knife, scrubby brushes, a gigantic slab of clay. As you were saying, there's no reason for us to be doing this the way we're doing it. Yeah. No, there is. I mean, there we're is. We're doing this because we want to be inconspicuous. And nothing's more inconspicuous than driving a car full of a strange assortment of materials to an abandoned mental hospital. When we got to Eloise, it was still dark out. Nobody was there, and we very swiftly set up shop at the sewer lid. Last time we were here, we were also like wandering around empty fields at night, so... By contrast, even. This is safer. This is way more cool, too. Yeah. This is the way to see Eloise. Yeah. 6 a.m. crouched over a sewer lid. <laughs> Honestly, that's good advice for anywhere. Yeah, if you can, if you, that, isn't that the old expression? If you can love a city hunched over a sewer lid at 6 in the morning, you can love it anytime. Yes, I've heard. The first thing that we did was clean it because we didn't want any. Grass Crap. clippings, like grass clippings, little sticks, little stones um, embedded in the clay mold that we were making. Look at just your neighborhood sewer lid cleaners. Lib here, cleaning the sewer lid at 6 a.m. It looked really cool when I had the, the cornstarch on it. Yeah, again, things that we didn't know we would learn are beautiful. Sewer lids and sewer lids covered in cornstarch. I think we should describe the sewer lid. Yeah, so the sewer lid is mostly made up of just like a checkerboard kind of pattern. Um, and in the center, it says Eloise Hospital in big block letters, sans serif. Beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's simple. So. It is simple. It's tasteful. It's tasteful. You know, some of these sewer lids these days, they're just so tacky. They're so flashy. It's like, <laughs> what happened to the substance? <laughs> Oh, this is smoother. Okay. Right? I guess we don't really need We picked up the clay and set it on top of the sewer lid. And this is no joke. The sewer lid is almost three feet in diameter. That's a big piece of clay. It's heavy. Um, should we roll it then? Yeah. We broke out our rolling pin. It's brand new. Just pull the tags off. And we gently rolled the slab of clay over the lid. Did I really give it... I think so. Like, I think we'll know by looking at the edges. When we pulled the piece off, it was the reverse impression of the sewer lid itself. So the the letters were backwards. Coming through on the top. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is very neat. It took a few hours, but thankfully we completed our mission without anyone approaching us or telling us to leave. Next, we let the mold dry out. Then we pressed clay into that so as to make the positive form that resembled the sewer lid itself. We got it looking really good, and then we had to bring it back to the art studio where it would be fired. But it cracked into a bunch of pieces in transit, and we started to get really worried that we wouldn't end up with any final product from this. 
There was no guarantee that the sewer lid would survive the firing process in its fragile state, and for that reason, we hadn't fully given up on the prospect of obtaining an actual sewer lid from Eloise. We still thought, just in case what we were doing did went horribly wrong, or just on the off chance that it was possible, we, we kept exploring ways to get an actual sewer lid. And one thing that we did is we knew that there's an Eloise Museum, and we thought that there would be someone there who could just speak authoritatively about the complex because we had still not been able to reach the developing company that bought the place, the consulting group associated with it. We couldn't reach any person who could tell us who was maintaining the grounds, who cared about these sewer lids, who would have ownership over these sewer lids. We had no answers. So we thought that there would be someone at the Eloise Museum who could tell us. Let me just go flip all the lights. You guys are the first When we walked in, we saw a room full of objects that came from Eloise. Medical instruments, uniforms, shoes, dishes, a switchboard, furniture, photos hanging on the wall, and so much more. Um, and then this is a wheelchair that is also from the facility, just so the patients could go out and get fresh air. Um, one of the other things that is, is pretty entertaining to us nowadays is that behind you, television therapy was also pioneered. <laughs> That's what I still call it. Until this point, the only tangible artifacts that we knew to exist from Eloise were the sewer lids. So seeing all of these items together in a historical context was pretty eye-opening. So the patients really um, had a lot of free time to make crafts, shall we say. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of what I would, I would call tram art or craft art, such as this frame that was hand-carved. Um, Visiting the Eloise Museum was a big turning point for us in the way that we were looking at this story. We were really excited because we found a unique way to engage with this place through Craigslist and we were corresponding with, with people who were actually affected by the place and we thought that was a really a really powerful, meaningful, and unique way to learn about Eloise and a, and a unique reason. But at the museum, it really hit us how many people have a history there and how how many people f have almost a sense of ownership over Eloise and the artifacts that come from there. And then as people, um, people hear about us and find out about us, they're donating things back to us where you can see, yeah, yeah. donated in memory of so-and-so. This came out of somebody's house. I mean, people have relatives who made art as patients at Eloise, and that art has been passed down through their families and they donate it to the museum, or the museum is asking them to donate those artifacts so that the community around Eloise can actually also enjoy and appreciate them and remember their own history because maybe they don't have those tangible artifacts, which again is really how we got here, is, is someone looking for a tangible reminder of where they came from. As, as we were moving through the museum, we were realizing more and more how, how many people would also probably love to have a sewer lid of their own from Eloise. 
the more we learned, the more we realized that it's a it's a really complicated topic to think about who, when so many people have a personal tie to a place, who has ownership over that place or who has ownership over that history. So at the very end of our tour, we didn't expect to have this conversation with the historian, the docent, who was speaking with us about the place. I mean, we personally are, like, the, the museum is trying to get one of the manhole um, covers that you mentioned. Yeah, so you've tried to obtain Eloise's manhole covers? We're working on it, yeah. They actually said that the museum itself was trying to get a sewer lid just to be able to display themselves. And... We realized, oh, that's really the only place that a sewer lid from Eloise belongs, is this place that is singularly committed to preserving and showcasing the history in a positive way, in a, in a positive and truthful way for the community, so that everyone who was affected could actually see it and enjoy it. By this point, we felt that even if it was possible to obtain an actual sewer lid from Eloise, it wasn't necessarily the right thing to do. Thankfully, the clay replica we made was fired and glazed and ultimately turned out really, really nicely. By the time we had our finished, polished sewer lid replica, it had been four months since our first contact with our client. And we had still never heard their voices before. We were so invested in making this replica that no one asked us to make. Um, and we were so invested now in the history and this whole story um, that we were sort of in a terrifying position of wanting to meet these people for the very first time after already having done all of this work over the course of four months. And um, we didn't really have an idea of what these people would be like um, and and vice versa. They had really didn't know anything about us except for that we were emailing them every few weeks. And, um, and there was always a chance that we just wouldn't be able to reestablish contact. That happens all the time with Craigslist. Hello. Hello, is this Bill? Yes, it is. How are you? Good. How are you? We're good. Thank you. Um, it's so nice to finally hear your voice. We have right, been we've anticipating had a lot of, we've, this. We've had a lot of correspondence without actually talking, for sure. I'm the same as you. I had no idea of the history until I started investigating. I didn't even realize it was like its own little city or anything. And my husband looked at our marriage license and he was like, you're going to Eloise? And I was like, yeah. And then we started talking about it. And the more he talked, the bigger my eyes got. I was just like in shock because I didn't realize, you know, I'm, I'm starting to put things together and realize, well, how come I don't have a baby picture or a baby blanket or any of this stuff? And by the time I start wondering all this, it's too late. My mom's gone, and so are all of the relatives that would know anything about this for me. Over the course of this process, we we got further and further away from, from them because we learned more and more about the huge context around their story. So talking to them for the first time 
I think really reminded us like, oh yeah, these are individuals who are really, really personally, emotionally invested in this place that we've been engaging with in the real world. We told them that we weren't able to obtain an actual sewer lid from the Eloise complex as they had requested, but we did say we had the next best thing and left it at that. I am super excited. What did he say? We're going to meet you about three o'clock? We decided to meet them at the Westland Historic Village Park, where the Eloise Museum is located, to present them with what we made. We are off to Westland Historic Village Park. We're like, okay, we're going to be set up in the this room of the museum, <laughs> aka we're going to be the only people We're going to be the here. only ones here today. See you there. <laughs> I hope they don't think we're going to kill them. No, no, no. Like you said people are always telling us to be safe but this is an occasion where like they have every reason to be suspicious yeah this is objectively weird this is objectively weird yeah if i were in their position i would be like a little bit freaked out yeah certificate so you could see I, oh, oh my goodness. I didn't want you to think I was no <laughs> we didn't think anything but wow that's um, awesome but like I over said, the course I of like these four months born, so so much of this whole experience took place offline we were making something with our hands and we were outside we were exploring the complex we were going to the museum we were meeting people that we would have no reason to meet otherwise we were learning a ton, mostly offline still because there just wasn't much online. Um, we were engaging so much in the real world that we have to remind ourselves now that this all started just from scrolling through Craigslist. I'm just amazed. Some, you know how it is. When you start something, you don't know if it's ever going to pan out. And, sure. Yeah, I mean, like just the fact that we actually met. It's a long time until we found something out. I didn't want you guys, because I know you got to be careful on Craigslist, too. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And I think you've met us long enough to know we're normal, decent, sane people, you yes. know? But you never know when you start communication with somebody on there. There's any other advice. Yeah, we're going to run into. Right. Right. Hopefully we're the right kind. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
very, very special thanks goes to Art Unlimited and all of the helping hands there whose prodigious skill, effort, and patience were instrumental in making the replica of the Eloise Hospital sewer lid. We sincerely could not have done this without them. If you'd like to see photos of the clay sewer lid and what it looked like throughout each stage of the process, visit the show notes page for this episode on our website, craigslistcurio.com. Hey, we have a surprise. We have a surprise. We have a surprise. We didn't tell you the whole story. There was something else that happened when we made the clay replica of the sewer lid at Eloise. We made something, and they're available for sale on craigslistcurio.com. We rolled paint onto the sewer lid, and we pressed t-shirts onto the sewer lid so that there's a really funky reverse imprint of the sewer lid on some t-shirts. We'll, we'll have a link to buy them in the episode notes on our website, craigslistcurio.com. We are donating 50% of the proceeds for these shirts to the Westland Historic Village Park so that they can continue to preserve the Eloise history that we have so enjoyed learning about. Because all the shirts are unique, there is a little bit of a personality test <laughs> when you go in to buy your t-shirt. So just be patient, answer as well as you can, it'll help us match you to your perfect Eloise Hospital t-shirt. If you've been enjoying Craigslist Curio, stay tuned. There's a lot more where this came from. In the meantime, tell a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people discover our show. That's all for now. Stay curious. Look, people are always saying look up. I'm telling you to look down. We're saying look down look at down. sewer lids. Yeah. They are um, sometimes beautiful and sometimes extremely large. These ones were very big.